We're going to do a quick roll call, see you in the room when we right get here. Yeah. Who's, who's in the room? Uh, yeah, Kevin Cheatham. I'm from Oklahoma City now, living in Brooklyn now for two years. Where we're married. Pepe Udo from Oklahoma. Just out here. That's <laughs> out here living my best life. That's All right, and then we got Phil in the background. Um, he is not on the, the, uh, the, on the mic today. Um, and then myself, Barnabas. And uh, Kenneth Montgomery, Phil's guardian. Is that a rule? Let's meditate. Y'all ready? Nah, he's Yeah, I'm gonna bring my singing you know bottle and shit. We, um, yo, you got a terribly interesting story. Like, and correct me if 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 I'm off. Um, parents, heritage Nigerian. Yes, sir. But born in the United States. Yep. Raised in Oklahoma. Yeah, Edmond, Oklahoma. Um, how many black people in Edmond? Nah, we had we had some diversity. <laughs> it wasn't that much, but we had a you little had some bit. Diversity. Yeah, we we had a, in the neighborhood I grew up in was a lot of, of African families in that neighborhood okay. as well. So we we had a little, we had was our own community. Yeah, we had our own community. So oh. you ain't had no problems with the name Epe growing oh, up in Epe, Oklahoma. Oh, Epe all the time. I just tell them call me E right. Right. because they gonna kill my they name. I mean, because I got the name Barnabas in the city of Cleveland and yeah. I'm a short little dude so, you know, I'm sure that you had your yeah. challenges. Nah, they, yeah. Substitute teachers the worst. Right. <laughs> right. Just raise my hand when, when I look, when I see him frowning up mm. just raise my hand. Mm. And then you, you, um, you you went to Michigan. I went to yeah. I I just had to get out of Oklahoma, man. Was you know, it, it just, just it was a, it's so slow, and I wanted to see something new, something different. So mm-hmm. I went to University of Michigan, and I was there for two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed it. You know, big school, Detroit, right up the road. I had a couple of uh, teammates from Detroit, right. so we would go back and forth mm-hmm. probably once every week. And oh, that wow. day, yeah. So you now that's like needed. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was supposed to go to law school in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, I often wonder if what my trajectory would have been if I, I went, but I heard it was a great experience. Everybody I know who went to Michigan loved it. Dope, very, very dope, and just you know the, the networking and, and you know the relationships that I built. You know, Detroit's like my second home now. Oh wow! Yeah, so are you getting in on the, the market, the real estate market? Real estate for sure. Yes, sir. Got to. Yeah, I heard I it's, mean, it's wide open. Right? Illich and Gilbert, you know, rest in peace to Illich, but he, he's 
Dan Gilbert's taking over the whole shit. Yeah, I heard. No, yeah. I heard that. You know, it's an interesting story about that. Also, that it may be for another episode of um, somehow the the mortgage crime, uh, that that whole mortgage scandal stuff, mm-hmm. and, and Dan Gilbert played a part and yeah. all that. Like, it's it's a very interesting story uh, about that. Um, but also. You left there and went to Baylor. Yes, sir. After two years, after my freshman year, my coach got fired, the guy who brought me in. Then I stayed another year. Didn't go that well. Um, Decided to transfer to Baylor University, get close to home. You know, my parents would be able to come watch a game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, they always supported me, but they, you know, my pops was more so education. Right. So the sports was just over his head. Good job. Right, right. I want you to get this diploma. Because, you know, my pops was in school mm-hmm. all the way up till he was, like, 55. Mm. Just, just thirst for knowledge. Uh, so that was always big. But at Baylor, I had to sit out a year, really got better, uh, worked on my game. And then was able to play that second year I was there and, and make it to the NBA. Yeah, um, you, got, you got drafted in 2010, right? Yeah, 2010, got drafted sixth by the, by the Warriors. Warriors, how um, was that expected? That was that was a great experience, man. That just was pretty, <laughs> pretty uh, dominant time for them. Well, they, didn't they have Steph? Did they have Steph Curry at the time? Uh, yeah, yeah. He, I think he was uh, going into his second year when I was there. Um, yeah, they weren't they weren't dom- we weren't dominant then. But I mean, it was a dream come true. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely. He was gonna be a special NBA player when he- yeah, it was just his health. Once I mean, yeah, that's, right. that's, that's it. For sure. I mean, because you could see it in practice. Mm-hmm. He can shoot the ball with the best. I mean, he's the greatest shooter yeah, probably yeah, to ever yeah. play. Yeah. And you saw that early on. In um, the scholarship, he was yeah, doing it. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you know, you. what was interesting is you ended up going to Europe. Yeah, I had, you know, um, after five, five years in the NBA, um, I had to go to Europe mm-hmm. and really had to get outside my comfort zone. Was that, that, was that, that was tough. That was it. Probably took me about six months to get comfortable. Mm-hmm. When um, you say st- to get comfortable, what was that transition? Just like? man, you know, you go, you're a high pick in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't work out per mm-hmm. se, mm-hmm. and then you you have to face the reality of going overseas. You, you know, you're not thinking yeah. about that right. um, while you're in the NBA and enjoying that that lifestyle. So. To go to uh, Istanbul, Turkey, I ain't never heard about it. You know what I mean? Um, You got the whole, um, you know, bashing of the Muslim, the Islamic uh, religion by Mm -hmm. the media. So I'm just, my mind's all over the place. And then you have, um, you have, uh, like, it's some turmoil. It's bubbling. Yeah, Yeah, no, for sure. um, Erdogan. Yeah. Erdogan, Erdogan, and, you know, I I, I still don't speak on him because, you know, they they, they don't play around with that. But it was just different, man. You Did know, you, you know, just basic stuff basic to stuff. get get something to eat. Uh, but it was beautiful. Yeah, Once I, what was the biggest surprise going to Turkey? Shoot, when I landed, just seeing the architecture, mm-hmm. just seeing like, man, this is just like you know, just some of this is like uh, New York City, all mm-hmm. of that right. Manhattan, you mm-hmm. know, nice architecture. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, this this might not be as bad. Um, but it still took me a while because. At first, I ain't had nobody out there with me. You know, I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I'm calling my be, my uh, my manager. He my best friend. He from Detroit, Brandon. Like, fam, I don't know if I can do this, man. You know, and it, it just t- it just took a while. So now I brought somebody out there with me, um, just to kick it with me for a while. And then once I once I 
once I started playing, it, it started to get easier. Once you started doing what you knew how to do. Correct. You know? Yeah. But you know what was interesting about that is that we, you know, we often say you gotta leave your your building, you gotta leave your block, you gotta mm -hmm. leave your comfort zone. Right. Um, a lot of us don't do that, you know, and I can't imagine the the cultural shock mm -hmm. of being now in in Europe, in Turkey, and you know. Some people can go to hit or miss. Right. You know? um, did you, you know, what was interesting when I read about it is that you're like a rock star in Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, you no. Know, like, you are. I mean, some people say that. No, no, That's real talk. Like, that I, they, I, I read a couple of sources that said you are, you transcended the athleticism in the sport into cultural, culturally mm -hmm. there. They said that. You know, one of the most impre impressive things I read is that they said you did your homework about the history of Turkey. Right? That's when, you know, when I really got comfortable. Because, like, for me, it changed my life going to Istanbul just to get outside of this bubble. Mm -hmm. You know, if we live in the States and, and, and have to struggle with everything you've been taught. Mm -hmm. um, so it changed my life. And once I got over that, man, started hooping, like, I, like you said, I had to do my homework. Mm -hmm. you know, just to know where I'm at and... Give give them a voice, because mm -hmm. you know, but with the media, they're not going to tell the, the the story, the true story. Yeah. So just to give them a voice and, and to have that following, have that platform, you know, that that allowed me to build this following over there. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. and you know, it sounds what it, what it sounds like is that the the um, the the importance that your family put on education. Probably when you think back, service you, service you really well. For sure, yeah. You know, because if you're not thinking about education, or education isn't a, at the forefront of everything, basketball just seems like a tool. You know, you can easily, you know, miss miss the opportunity, and um, that that was great because what I was reading, they said that you were probably the most sought after player in the Euro League, which I don't think a lot of people know that the Euro League outside of the NBA is probably the most competitive yes, 100%. thing next, right? Yes, sir, 100%. Um, we, we've had friends who played over there, um, yeah, Rashad um, Bell. Yeah, shout out to Rashad Bell, uh, Double R. Double R, um, um, who else? There's a couple other couple people, guys, I don't know. Yeah, but but I, I, we, I went and visited uh, RB in uh, Hungary, mm -hmm. and it was kind of the same vibe. It was like, I went to games, and I'm like, I'm out there for like probably a week, and I'm, I'm driving out behind the bus, and I'm like, his boy yeah. just like trailing the bus. And I'm, I'm in Hungary. I don't right. speak the language. I can't yeah. read the signs. But I'm flowing. We get to gym, gymnasium somewhere. And like, and this is like not Budapest. This is Shekesfehevar. Mm -hmm. I, I, hope, I hope I'm saying it right. I mean, you tried. That's, <laughs> you're going to give you some points for that. <laughs> but go out there. The coolest thing about it was he's, you know, he, he's uh, probably the leading scorer for mm -hmm. the team at the time. He played for Boston University. Um, and this guy after the game is like, you know, some older Hungarian dude, like in the crowd is like, Rashad Bell, he's the best player in the world. <laughs> and I was like, Mike Jordan, like you just weren't in the world. In that, yeah. But right, right. for him in his small town, this is the illest thing that he's seen, which right. I'm sure is similar to like a hundred percent. I'll never so. see what I saw overseas. No. Uh, over there. It never. I, the I, would fans, love, I would love for you to elaborate on that. Were they pissed when you left? When you decided? Oh uh, yeah, no, nah, yeah. They still in my <laughs> with <Yeah>. DMs, replies, <laughs> yeah. all of that. Like they say stuff to us. Well, <laughs> just off being in his pictures. 
Yeah, like they go at all my friends. Like, that's right. you think that's the destination for you? Perhaps when you, you I, I mean, I've, I've said that I would retire there because okay. the love, I, so much love there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you just you want to put that in the, in, in the universe. For, for a young guy, you seem to have an old spirit in the sense of your maturity, where you realize that sports is important and it's a vehicle, but you're not. That doesn't define. That's not the sum of all your right. Thoughts. Um, where did that? Where does that come from? From my dad and just the circle that I keep around me. Like my pops is just school educate. You know, he's coming from Nigeria trying mm-hmm. to give us, mm-hmm. you know, a, a better life. Um, and that's all we would be on. I used to. He used to go to his, uh, University of Central Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. After school, we would be in the, the college library in there with him, watching just, the just Latin and all exact, types. Of right. Yeah, me and my siblings. You know, with me, I was watching highlights and whatever. Right. But <laughs> we was just we was there, like, and we see people um, reading and, and doing their studies and so taking it serious. Thing it's for you natural. To, yeah, to, I mean, to in be the back, in that kind of space for sure. Space. Like, but for me in school, I, I really didn't un- understand the importance. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I just got by. You know, I, I didn't I didn't push it. Right. Um, but, but I got you had those primary tools. Yeah, 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 I understood yeah. what I needed to get in order to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I never goes, struggled. And we're going to take our first break, but it goes back to that whole James Baldwin thing where he says, I don't, you may know this mm-hmm. better than me, um, kids, they listen, but more than listen, they watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you really watch that. For sure, yeah. Figured it out. Alright, we'll, we'll take a break with Tom Knox and Phil. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I got it. Look, you like the way I play the cards I'm dealt, huh? You like how I came up and stayed myself, huh? All that shit I said on my tapes, niggas felt, huh? Got it, can't lose it, gotta turn it into wealth, huh? Like how I go hard and never fail, huh? Like how I stay down and lift the world up. I sold out, judging by the sales, huh? I'm a heavyweight, judging by the scales, huh? My name ring bells, plus it sell tickets. As I push past these thousands to these mail tickets. Hey, niggas, get some bread, you gon' feel different. And you can feel meant for looking at the world different. All black kids, all trapped in. All waiting on the day that we can back in. All black bands with the black tent. Cause now you worth something, nigga. That's what that meant. Go Rhodes, go Cubans, made what you make off going gold way before music. Keep them squares out my circle, nigga. No Rubik's. Cause niggas learn you just to hurt you. I'm like, no Judas. Summertime, top off. Fake ass Louis, knock off. Young nigga, lost cause. Until I pray to God that we all ball. So you get back to the you you leave Europe. Um, really made an incredible impression on the Euro League. I think what you won, you guys won a couple of championships. Right? Yeah, I mean, we pretty much won every championship over there. Yeah, and then while I, you were there. Yeah, while I was mm-hmm. there. So I mean, I got to the top fast. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it, it was it. 
you don't see that type of rise. Was the competition? But the competition, the competition how was, was it? it? It was good. No, okay. you definitely had to go out there and get right, or right. somebody was going to embarrass you. You know, and these were people from all over. These all were just Turkish. And, you know, just, just being the American, you know, right. come from the NBA. You know, they're gonna you're, go hard on you. Yes, hundred percent. I'm, I'm gonna make a name off of him. Yeah. You know, so you always had to bring your A game. And and um, you know what what impressed me about your game? I, I, I we're not here to really talk basketball and, and literally, literally, but you're a defensive kind of cat. Like, which is, you always hear people say they can't, that's just something that has to come right. naturally. But, um, and, it, and it's weird, you know, because, uh, you know, sometimes people could get lost when they have to leave what they thought was the pinnacle and then go somewhere and work on themselves. I'll give you a quick story. Years ago, I was on an Amtrak, um, and I'm sitting next to a dude who bought your height, skinny, and I'm like, yeah, we, we just struck up a conversation. Turns out his name, he was going to Marshall at the time. His name was Hassan Whiteside. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, cool. He's talking to me about, you know, he's going to the league. And then you follow his career. He kind of had to step out the league. And then years later, he You're has, right. he redefined himself. But it, it's, it's interesting how you really went out there, got to your business, came back. What was, was it a call? Was it a, your manager, your agent saying, yo, the league is calling? That, you know, um, Just... The success we had, gotcha. um, which led to my individual right. performances, right. but just the fact that we were winning at that high level and right. I was able to play at a high level as well. But come summertime, you know, I was on their phone every day. Mm-hmm. Like, what's up? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm coming done. to get kids. <laughs> you know, I'm itching to get back to the NBA just because, you know, you want to show that you belong. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, they got the call from the Jazz, mm-hmm. and then we worked it out. And it, and I had, a, like, a, a buyout date specific. Okay. So if I, if I didn't get the deal done by, like, July 14th or something like that, then I'd have to go back overseas. What was the difference in the overall, like, culture of NBA basketball and basketball in Turkey on the on the professional level. Like, on the professional level, I would say athleticism plays mm-hmm. a part. Um, in, in in what way? It's not as athletic and as in the NBA. Um, is, it, is it more cerebral? Uh, more, more definitely more cerebral. Um, the the game the game is a lot better. No, I wouldn't say that a lot better. It's more technical. Like, or it's more it? technical. You have more movement. I'll yeah. say that. I'll let's say that because you know you got the Warriors and and whatnot, yeah. but. It, it was more technical. Um, so it, did it help you with your basketball? IQ? It did, yes. Basketball IQ, everything. Like mm-hmm. I, to me, I could step off the court right now and become a coach and gotcha. be and be ready to go. From that experience, just from that, because I was with one of the best coaches ever. His name was Jericho Obradovich. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and was he a player and coach? He played. Coach? He, you know, he had a similar story where he he played up until I want to say thirty two. He could have mm-hmm. kept playing. But then they offered him the job, mm-hmm. and then that next year he won a championship. No, wow. that's wild. just like that. I mean, as a as a coach, as a coach, Serbian coach, one of the craziest coaches ever. Mm-hmm. Did you get a chance? You're not like you're not like Bobby Knight crazy. Come out the bathroom with shit on the toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you play. This is how y'all play. Uh, <laughs> oh, close to that. Close to that, but close. not. Nah, you're not, not that, exactly that. <laughs> like he didn't put his hand on a couple of people. Okay. Like yeah, and he's like. You you respect him overseas, gotcha. you know, right. and, and people in America they know him know him as well. You still stay in touch? With yeah, you know I. The big game, you know, good, okay. great job, coach. You know, hope all is going well. Um, but just being able to learn, man, mm-hmm. just just to learn the game. So it seems that uh, by this time, on, upon your return to the NBA, you've been dealing with a lot of transitions. 
Can you talk about transitions, like routines of transitions, like what might have held you down, like kept you focused, like what was that grounding point with transition? Um, shoot. That's a good one. Um, getting my body <laughs> back yeah. right. Oh, yeah, that's one of the bigger differences, yeah, too. Like, right. overseas, like, you may have two a days all season, right. 10 months long. Mm. Overseas. Overseas. It's, like, it's a real sacrifice on your body. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. being able to get back and just to feel my body again took mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm on, I'm on the Utah Jazz, and, you know, it, there's, there's an order. Yeah. And, you know, so you have to work within that, and, 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 and just be ready for your opportunity. Like right. that's really where I'm at right now. Yeah, and you and you're, you know, you're you're on a team now that is like people. You know, you guys are probably the up and coming. Oh, yeah, you gotta pay. You, you, guys, you gotta pay attention. They're not sleeping on y'all. No, they can't. Especially especially the young boys, the young boys. Donovan Mitchell, yeah. how he came. You know, came with it this past year in his rookie. You know, his mm-hmm. rookie campaign. So, did yep. you play? Who you didn't get a chance? Well, you know, they had a history. They had Sloan, mm-hmm. which it, you know, the Jazz has some rich history. You know, mm-hmm. they, they got you know, what, what was that? Carl Malone and um, Stockton. 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 You yeah. know, you stepping into a, a place with you know, look, I've never been to Utah, <laughs> but I know it for basketball. You know, how how was coming back to the states and. You know, you're not in Philly. You're not in. <laughs> you, you, I mean, was it similar to Oklahoma? You know, it's cool. It's cool for me. Is that, I'm the, older is that now. the politically correct yeah. answer? Or nah, he said, "I'm older now, so I'm you spend a lot of time I, I, in the house." I don't, I don't need to do much now. <laughs> I eat good, mm-hmm. um, and I read and I research and I hoop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really it. And then, now you open a door for me, which is what it, one of the things that impressed me is that you um you seem to have a, a intellectual progressive side of you that really um you can see that you are doing things that forget a, average athlete. I think the average person in America really they ain't really into. Right. And you're a relatively young guy too. Yeah. And and you know so. You get back to Utah, you start. What's the what's the uh, motivation for the book club? The book club. So I mean, I've had the book clubs for like five five six years. Mm-hmm. Um, by that was, time, yeah, by mm-hmm. that time, it was just something different, something to interact with fans mm-hmm. and something that I like to do. I love mm-hmm. to do, and um, just by doing that, man, it, you start a community. You know? and, and, and it's interesting because when you came into the office today. I saw you. I'm like, I'm like, is he trying to get out of the picture? But you was looking oh, at yeah. the library, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm interested to know, like, what, what, what are you reading right now? Or what would you suggest? Um, shoot. On whatever Me. level. On whatever level, the auto, the autobiography of uh, Malcolm X. Okay. I think everybody should read it just mm-hmm. to see the evolution uh, of him. Um, of him or a human being, like. Powerful for yeah. me, you know, being a practicing attorney and, and just a black. Man, human being trying to survive. That probably was the most influential uh, book at, at a very early period of my life. Right. You know, uh, that was one of them. What, what else you got? Um, the Alchemist. Oh hell yeah, that's a yeah, life that's, study. That's definitely a life study. Um, hmm. Just read this book, Just Mercy, oh, by Brian that. Stevenson. Brian Stevenson. That's, what's, what's that about? Brian Stevenson is a very well-respected capital attorney who basically went down to Alabama and was doing public defender work down there and 
the stories that he told Ooh. of the legal system is, is devastating. You know, it, you know, and, and I, I don't want to veer off a bit. This, this is about about. Um, I mean, we we can go there yeah, too. Because <laughs> I've been talking, right? Like, for instance, uh, people get excited about um, Michelle Alexander's book, mm-hmm. and this is not the knock Michelle Alexander, but there's tons of books out there way before that that was telling people what was going on uh, in terms of just our circumstances. Gotcha. But she writes a people. book that everybody loves, mm-hmm. and immediately that. That turns into her charging these in, these incredible fees to go speak to people, mm-hmm. but she's not in the community vibing or talking or building with the people who are going through right. the situation. So she's just so there, right? Really, it's a it's an opportunity to make money, right? Um, just mercy. Brian Stevenson did something that really he exposed. When he, you know, what he was powerful in that. Um, he's a different kind of person, and he really opened up a lot of people's eyes, particularly white people, to what was going on. Um, and his book is is incredible because it's not a, it's not a fantasy; it's, mm-hmm. it's real life, mm-hmm. like you know, showing what was going on in the Alabama legal system. Um, what incredible book! I tell a lot of my law students. And I tell a lot of my college students that's one of the books they should pick up. Yeah, that's. Uh, and then if you got a chance to go to the museum, museum. I have, oh man, I have. that's a powerful museum. You, you yeah, I went, what, I went there this past summer. Is it Lynch, What's, Lynch, oh, Lynch. where is that? Where is that? It's uh, Montgomery. Yeah, Montgomery. It's, that it's was just down in Mobile uh, for Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody was just like, "Yo, that's a wild place." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, 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 yeah. Toronto. I mean, it was cool. I mean, it was a cool little vibe, yeah, but yeah. but everybody tell me like Montgomery, right, right. I, nobody's top list. <laughs> my homie was like, "Yo, we going to Mardi Gras? Where we going? Well, we going to Louisiana?" He's like, "Nah, man, we going to Mobile." I'm like, "Damn, oh. I'm like, Damn we might not make it back, man." Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, that's tough. But you know, it was a good time. So I'm just so. Monk, so the Oda Bangle book that yeah, I, yeah yo, that, yo, you I, I, just I, mess, I, I messaged him about it. Yeah, can he let me borrow it? And I still gotta get into it. You know, because you know how powerful that Oda Bangle book to me, because that book is still relevant today. Mm-hmm. Yes, like it, we really are out here, and if you're not aware of your 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 reflection, mm-hmm. your personhood. You will be right in that position, mm-hmm. and we talked we about that too with the social media. Right. right? What's the difference between what was going on then and what's going on now? The older binger of today just getting a check, right? A large check. Now, if you get a check and you don't have the 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 wherewithal or the understanding or the intelligence or or these things, that check doesn't. That check is almost like a dangerous right, right, right. pill, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and for you, particularly, you're in. You're in the world of culture, athleticism, and entertainment. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is you take young men who have these this incredible skill set and you put them in this space where it it's, it may not be all good. It may look all good, right. but I just read something. Some some player was saying, uh, you know, he watches there's certain NBA players who to cope with the stress and the stressors drink every day. That's yeah, just fucking that was Demar Derozan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like that, so how do you, you know, what do you deal with with these stressors for yourself? I read. <clears throat> I, you know, I got a small circle, so I can right. hit. I can hit any of them up. Mm-hmm. Um, got some OGs in the game mm-hmm. that if I need to get something off my chest, they twenty four seven. They mm-hmm. gonna pick up the phone and let's chat. Um, and that that helps me out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the look. 
gonna get into a little bit of therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why that's so so frowned upon in our community. Nah, it is though. But it, it you know, um, Doctor DeGruy in her book Post Traumatic Slave Syndrome. That's another book. Definitely, you gotta pick up and read and just just to understand the nuances of what we go through. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so much trauma in our community. That's right. a, it'll, we're gonna go into the next break, but um, I gotta I gotta trauma is trauma is um is is a very important element in our community, mm-hmm. which we ain't figured that part out yet. It's like, a big ass elephant and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elephant it's the, the elephant at all, time. all times. I just had two situations. Of, I dealt with trauma this week. Mm-hmm. Secondary trauma from mm-hmm. clients and and their trauma and their family's trauma, and and that's something you absolutely right that we haven't become accustomed to. So we, with that, we're going to take another break. We'll be right back. Run that back, Turbo. Run that back, Turbo. Playmakers. Okay. Out of my wrist, kind of been spinning. Man at the coop, mama no tennis. Chop out the top, hit it the limits. I got some cash, I wanna spin it. New paper tag, didn't wanna rent it. Too many fads, too many bitches. Roll my slime, get in my lizard. Better to slide, you a good slugger. Hey. So we back um, from the break. Um, we uh, we here with uh, Fa, and he's definitely dropping a whole bunch of cool shit on us. Um, so you talked about um, therapy. Is, has the book club facilitated the any type of therapy? It's is a way to have you know. Because you're building that community, so you're building that group of people that you may trust. And, you know, for me, my book club is all over Twitter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, using hashtags. So you probably don't know these people right. until you've until they've been in a number of uh, discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe my third year having it, I had an event in Dallas where, what book was it? The Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, so we read that book and then we were able to um, do a viewing because it came out in the movies. Yep. So we, you know, rented out whatever, did that, and then we have dinner afterward and talk about it. Mm -hmm. So just by doing that, you know, you you have in your community and people are sharing, you know, their stories um, and getting out whatever that you know they may want to because you don't see this person every day. and then back last year, I, I did it again in Utah. Um, not so much for the movie, but just to have it in person. Right. And people were getting some, you know, getting some stuff off their chest. Uh, Is there any like standout moment 
from the book book club that you where you were just like, yo, this shit is worthwhile. Man, probably the past four books have been have been some good ones. Mm-hmm. We did Just Mercy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you just. Salt Lake City, you mm-hmm. know, you, you got I got people reading, you know, Just Mercy. Mm-hmm. We did uh, Underground Railroad by uh, Mr. Whitfield. Yeah, I know that book. Um, damn, I know I did. But we also, did they're seeing a black athlete. These are white people seeing mm-hmm. a black athlete uh, in a different light, yeah. rather mm-hmm. than seeing them on sports center. Mm-hmm. You know, getting in trouble for something. And you controlling them, your narrative. Your narrative. Yeah. And, from, and he's conversating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And from your perspective, just as a witness, like how what's been the response? Like, in, I guess one of the most overwhelmingly surprising response of a black athlete being uh, being literate. Well, it's just it's comforting. Mm-hmm. It's that, and for it to be your brother and somebody mm-hmm. that you've grown up with. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've, you know, being in my family, having my dad. Mm-hmm. And you grow up seeing athletes, and then as a kid, you get let down. In a Your way. dad was an athlete? No, my oh, dad isn't, but just looking up to my dad. dad. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but then as a kid, you watch athletes that look like you every day, and they do something that may let you down as a kid. And mm-hmm. again, like Barbie said, those aren't my role models, but just as a black man, mm-hmm. being on TV, you automatically look to those people. So then as your brother, growing up and he gets drafted you see him go through this process and never let you down mm-hmm. and continue to change the narrative for athletes mm-hmm. and with other cultures so he ain't shutting up and dribbling no <laughs> no I can't right. Right. I can't do that in no, life. No, but, <laughs> no, but it is you know we live in that time where you know uh, it's almost like millions of white people in America have traded in the acceptable dog whistling that would happen on a daily basis, mm-hmm. visually, um, news-wise, they traded that for a fuck a, a dog whistle for a racist megaphone. Yeah. And they had this person mm-hmm. in play because people think, you know, America's problem of racism is just solely America's problem. That's really just a global problem, right. you know, that's going on. And you have, almost in the last year or two, an all-out assault on intelligent Black athletes 100%. who are not with the narrative. Right. You know, um, you have, and, and that, and I, and I wonder how that has, um, how does that affect cats in the league coming in? Like, do you see the younger cats responsive to what's going on out here socially, politically, or in an intellectual it's a way? No, it's 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 a different time that okay. we live in. What do you, what do you, how, how do you mean? They're so caught up in the lifestyle, gotcha. you know. You know, and, and, and it happens. I mean, yeah. I fell into that myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, you don't. You get this this type of money that changes lives. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it can be generational wealth if mm-hmm. you use it right. Use it right. Um, but it just right now, man. It, it I, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I try my best with some of my teammates, mm-hmm. you know, to to encourage them. Mm-hmm. To, to want to learn more to to because you know in the NBA when you have a, a LeBron James stepping out and, and speaking on some things like that should embolden everybody to do it. Yeah, but I can imagine in the the, the stresses and trauma of black people, I can imagine that there's a percentage of cats like, well, that's LeBron, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, like, right. LeBron, like, For sure, no, of course, that's and, and uh, you know, and then ultimately what bothers me is that. You know, the NBA is a lot more progressive when you compare it to the NFL. Um, but, 
you to know, a certain extent. To a certain yeah, extent, it's, but it really isn't. Right. We're talking about ownership and the norms of what is acceptable and what's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Because they may say, yeah, we support you guys, but they want you to still carry the narrative. Right. This is a corporation. 100%. You know? And, and um, you know, I, I can imagine for a young, you know, what, what's really bothersome for me is that, you know, you look on the gram, you know, the... The, the gangsters, the scammers, the athletes, they everybody doing the same thing. Everybody 100%. in Vegas standing on the couch, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody's going to these Dubai. Like it's almost like we're living this wild fairy tale. Um, it's like a virtual world, you know, and, and, and I, I'm wondering what has to happen, what benign incident has to happen. Like for me, what was kind of disappointing this week, the last week, is I saw Jim Brown make a statement about um how he respects and he's going to continue to support Trump. And I'm like, you know, damn, this is Jim Brown who, you know, was sitting with Kareem and yeah, yeah, doing the Olympics. Yeah, exactly what you're just yeah. saying. It's like, you, you let me you let you down. down. Yeah. 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 Like, Jim Brown's in one of the most epic pictures of athletes yeah. to mm-hmm. our day with Muhammad Ali. All that. All that. Yeah. Muhammad Ali brother and Nestor, your perspective. So it's almost like, you know, White males have a mentorship community-wise and an ideology that pulls them along. That baton keeps getting passed down. And for me, I wonder what baton is being passed down in our generation and in this generation of... To me, I think black athletes probably are the most powerful. They they have the most opportunity to be powerful today than they ever have Mm -hmm. been. But it's also it's, it's a lot. To it's lose. a lot of pressure. It's, it's the other, right. other side of that. Um, but you got you, know, you got to play the game. You got to play the game. Mm-hmm. You got to play the game, but you know behind the scenes you may be doing you know mm-hmm. something on a bigger scale, but you can't put out make it public just because wow. you know what comes with it. Right, right. Um, and I salute anybody that, you know, if you're going to stand up, you know, well, let's get it. Yeah, get it, get it let's get it. But at the same time, is it worth it when you can still be doing the work behind the scenes or you could be facilitating um, facilitating a program through somebody who's actually on the ground? Mm-hmm. But, 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 you know, once you make it public, it's like, okay. You you doing too much? Let yeah, me let me yeah, let no, me cut this off. Is that you a know. difficult balance to maintain? That's a tough balance, mm-hmm. you know, especially on on a podcast like this. we pretty low right key there. though, you know. Um, but y'all aren't low key. But, <laughs> no, uh, <that's, laughs> I it's, so it, it's tough. It, it's it's a, it's a tough balance, man. But you know, like my yeah, I mentioned, my best friend Brand. I usually before I tweet something. I, I, I sent you know, to him. He's like, "Nah, him. we can't do that." Mm. That's yeah. good though, because you, yeah, have, you, you, you know. have an objective, reflective community that right. can figure it out. Um, and uh, it's funny that you said that because I, um, I spoke to someone, and I'm not gonna name any names. I spoke to because that application, what you're talking about, is just not in that space. It's in other spaces. I spoke to a judge recently, who I have a lot of respect for, who's in some hot water, and. My advice to the judge was, it's like, yo, what's your community? Like, before you're doing these things and making these decisions... Mm-hmm. What's your you filtration speak? system? You know, because if you're just simply reacting to all the pressure, that's not really building a narrative. You know, you're really a part of the, the narrative that you don't want to be in if you don't have a filtering process. And like you said, you, you know, you you 
you got to make decisions mm-hmm. and you got to be able to stand by those decisions. Straight up. Um, we deal with it on a daily basis for us. You know, it was difficult for us. Actually, people don't know me and Phil, you know, this started, our community started probably when me and Phil was still in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we got out of college, when he got out of college, I was in my, I think I was in my first or second year of law school and it kind of burst out of our apartment. And we had made some some commitments to to ourselves and to each other as a community what we were going to do. And because really, we didn't have, you know, there was no OG saying, yo, come this way, go that way. We kind of had huge, to figure yeah. it out, you know. And, and I would think in the NBA, there's probably a huge community of dudes who can help point you in certain directions. For sure. I mean, there, there, there's quite a few. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they're, they're trying to put put heads together, man, mm-hmm. get ideas together. But, you know, one of my elders tell me, you ain't got to do it by yourself. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's better to partner mm-hmm. with somebody to get something something done on a bigger scale. How much are you still um, kicking it with dad and mom? Yeah, that was actually, yeah. Uh, not, not as much mm-hmm. now. Um, more so... Because as a kid, I was Americanized so fast, mm-hmm. playing ball, mm-hmm. you know, I'm away in, um, in the summer. So now it's like, Ma, I just want to hear stories mm-hmm. of how it was um, growing up, mm-hmm. especially my mom, mm-hmm. which goes into, you know, what I do with the farms, because mm-hmm. that's... We're going to get into that. Yeah, that's yeah. very important. And and that was that connection. So I just, you know, did stuff like that. I just asked about the stories, about my grandparents, you know, none of them are still here, so... Mm-hmm. You just want to see it through their eyes. Still go back to Nigeria. Yeah, I went back last year. I was supposed to go back this year, but just just time. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, now I I take ownership of it. Mm. Like maybe four years or so, five years or so, I wasn't. You wasn't. Like just it's really my you know my time in Istanbul changed me like mm. f- like a hundred percent. It grounded you, you closer to Nigeria. Life. Yeah, just yeah. life, and and then you get to you get to go around the world, play basketball. Mm. Um, and you get to see the treatment of mm. of humans, mm. not you just get black to see people, white people, people. just humans, but most importantly, black people. Mm-hmm. You know, because our experience is different. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I dribble, I entertain you, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, you know, but <laughs> you have to kind of check people yes. sometimes. Oh, overseas, yeah, yeah. There, there's no such thing as personal space. Uh, and, and James Bond was <laughs> was in uh, Istanbul for, yeah. for some time, he, and he, yeah. regard, he regarded it pretty high, you know, um, on his list. But yeah, well, what you, where were we at? What, the, what was I saying? No, but like as far as it sounds like you were saying, you appreciated your heritage. From oh being yes, because yeah, yeah, yeah. then I I really started to get into to black studies, African history, mm-hmm. um, and that just happened at twenty eight, mm-hmm. twenty nine years Sorry. old. You, 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 you start getting it though, yeah. You read you read uh, the destruction of ancient African civilization. I tried. Yeah, it's a dance. I, I got, it's a right? I kind of got like, dang. Yeah, nah, nah. I think my dad made it. What, you know, what we've been taught. You know, go to public schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your history ain't, ain't, it isn't real. You, they still teaching I Have a Dream. Yeah, you know? nah, <laughs> that, that book, I had to, it was one of those books that it almost took me in a weird space where I had to put it down. I mean, right. too radical because, the space. No, not, no, I don't believe in too radical. There's no such thing. It got me in a space where you feel the depth of brokenness that happens yeah. to oh your my people God. and your culture. Yeah. But you're living still, and you're like, damn, how do I synthesize what yeah. happened to us mm-hmm. and come up with a solution? 
And and because the answers for us are right here, and you know, me and Phil and and some of the other members have been traveling um, around the world in the last couple of years, and like you said, I think it's been a real benefit to us. But one of the things that I've seen is globally, wherever you go, the guys who have the pigment who look like us are suffering and surviving. They ain't quitting, you know. They just trying to figure it out. You go to Colombia, and and, you know, cats are on the beach hustling, Mm -hmm. you know, but they're suffering. But they're everywhere in the world, though. That's 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 the interesting thing. In that book, it it just too it was too much. It was a lot. Yeah. You know what Baldwin says? um, He's one of his quotes is to be conscious. It's to, a, it's to be angry, enraged. I mean, and that's the that's word. That's how you feel mm-hmm. when you really learn about the history of of us. Mm-hmm. And, I, and for me, what's been something as a, a man who's forty six now this year, the time Nazis on me. I got you. I'm coming. We going, man. We're the <laughs> I'm coming. We going, man. We <laughs> move around. <laughs> but you know, for me, the challenge is turning that anger. And that information into a product, into a, a product, a solution. Because mm-hmm. you know, it you should be angry about what happened. Oh, I'm not man. one of those people who believe you know we shouldn't be. It's and, definitely a driving force. And, and but what's what's scary also is that if ignorance is bliss, what is being aware? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a painful experience. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we have to be cultivated. We have to teach our youth and other people to understand the power in that because. Have other people tell it? Have wealthy black people tell it? Have um, white people tell it? Other cultures tell it? Hey, forget about it. You're always talking about slavery. You're always talking about what happened. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we? Right. You know, why wouldn't that be a part of that? Mm-hmm. Why, why, why do you want us to forget something that's so integral in our lives? Right. And, and um, you know, it seems like we're the only group of people where people want us to forget what happened to us. And we have to tell our stories. Just like the last week's uh, episode with with Mr. Thompson. Yeah. So we got to tell our story. We can't let everybody else it's tell it. Right. Yeah, and, and tell it in the right way. A hundred percent. You yeah. know, uh, don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid. Yeah. All right, we're going to take, um, yo, what's your, what's your favorite artist right now? Who you listen to? <sighs> Man, I've been on the ratchet side lately. Yeah, that's all right. No, no, no. You ratchet. You ratchet. Tell me a lot of ratchet. I'm not a little baby lately. Okay. 100%. Yeah. All right. All right. Yo. All right. You little baby. Little baby. Little baby. Little baby. He's a big artist, though. He's super. I don't know any of his music, though. I know a couple of joints. Or Nipsey Hussle. No, Nipsey Hussle. I like Nipsey's. I like how Nipsey. Nipsey seemed to be moving militant mind. Oh, man. How he moved. Is, is, I like is amazing because typically with me and dudes who bring the street culture, gang culture into the forefront, like for me, like you know, years ago, who would have thought Snoop would be on a gang right. show? Right. Exactly. So I'm like, all right, or, or, or cooking with Martha, nah, but the with gang Martha culture Stewart. started out fighting oppression from Indeed. white people, and Indeed. it turned into us oppressing each other. So I'm I'm always kind of critical minded of the gang shit, but you know. I like how Nipsey is moving. And I think I, I think yeah. it's starting to change. Too. Yeah, I think it is. Because, you know, they had Big U on The Breakfast Club yes, this past did. week. Yeah, and people was yeah, that was Big U. Big that, that was a great, that was yeah. a great interview. And yeah. now we just got to be able to relate it to the, to the younger and generation. Gotta, and it got to be real substantive things to be done. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like really doing things. That's, yeah, that, that is the key. All right. So yo, we're going to take a break and come back. Shoot that up, and I'm on the block, and I'm on the block. 
you know what I want to... I grew up with a nigga named Big Baby. <laughs> Big Baby. Big Baby. Big Baby. Yeah, for real. Um... <laughs> He's a, he just con, he just competed in that. The uh, big three, they won. Um, you know, on another note, we ain't gonna film this. Me and him was cool with AI. When, yeah, yeah, because he and, was, uh, he's from Hampton. We went to Hampton, and he was from Newport News. Newport News, yeah. And all the hustlers, yeah. Our guys was they they was in the streets, and they ironically they linked with him later. But they used to hustle to his mom. Yeah, they used to sell mm-hmm. to yeah, his mom. And, that, and this is, you know what, a lot of people don't they understand. They, yo, AI, yo, he achieved yeah, way uh, past he, 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 he even what he yeah, yeah, should, yeah, like, he was supposed to be dead mm-hmm. or, or locked up or strung out. Because mm-hmm. right before Georgetown, he almost didn't get to go to Georgetown. Exactly. I was there. He was locked up. Yeah, at the ball yeah. now? Mm-hmm. You was at the ball yeah. now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been the ACL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a bowling alley incident. He's got a bowling alley story. This is not recorded. I won't put it on that. It was a day, it was in a period of my life where I literally could have went the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I uh, it was an incident in the bowling alley where uh, some dudes, you know, we was young from Brooklyn, um, had a lot of energy. Um, you know, the football, I don't know if you've been, you guys have been to college. Yo, the dudes yeah. on the football team. When they get turned up and drunk, it's all the way up. It's kind of wild. You dudes are cool. Y'all like y'all cool. Y'all like to party, have fun, jokes. Y'all on the broads. Mm -hmm. The football dudes is like they like thugs. Wow, wow, um Damn, you said that as my son is at football camp right now. But they, they, um, we was rolling dice, and these dudes come over and literally kicked our our whole bank and our dice off the lane. Yo, we was little, I was probably like 145, 150 at the time. Picked that bowling ball up, cracked the dude in the head. He, he, every, that's what everybody did. Once I did that, everybody was like this. Oh, shit, what happened? He was in there. Yeah, I was like, yo, this guy's crazy. (laughs) 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 That shit just stopped everything. Yeah, Yeah, then everybody, it just went crazy. I had a, had a firearm on me at the time. Dude's running at me. I shot. Like it was crazy. Oh, was you wild. was out here for real. Yeah, he was. He was out here. He yeah, was. I was out here. Yeah, I yeah. Could, I literally like been, out, out here. Yeah, from that moment, did, almost, did almost. No, nah, not really. Nah, <laughs> really. Not really. Took, took a little time. <laughs> took some time. And you turned. That was definitely a pivotal thing. Was, I, I think yeah. you. No, you had to make some change. A federal charge, not too much. But that that was like it wasn't, um, it wasn't that was like school, school, yeah, you know, like yeah, school I literally was. Yeah. What happened was me and another brother and partner of ours. Who's if you seen him today, you'd be like, Yo, who is this Kanye looking on? He's an artist designer type dude. But me and him literally, yeah, man. Like dudes were they had us out here like we were like the strong arm for these hustlers. We was beating oh, cats up, doing sure. But at the end of the day, we didn't school like this. Right. Getting A's. Getting and mm-hmm. some of us getting A's, some mm-hmm. of us, you know, whatever. But it was, it was, Jeez. so we knew the, we knew the trajectory down there. AI, definitely, his crew, we was cool with his crew. His, oh, yeah. his, his crew was he grew up with? They, they used to kidnap cats. Kidnap right? cats. It was a wild, wild yeah. boys. They were kidnapping. Wild dudes. country dudes that you, you look at them and you kind of like, they sound like, like country. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> country no, bunking. no. And that was Iverson's crew? That was his crew. crew. Like he was like, and literally he was like, cause he's three years younger than me, so he was fifteen. But he he was already and, like, and you see how the dudes at Turkey was, mm-hmm. and Newport News at fourteen, he was that already. 
Because then you see him on the football field, he was, yeah, he was a beast. Field, he was yeah. Michael Vick yeah, he was with quicker yeah. and faster he was mm-hmm. and stronger. Mm-hmm. So he's he's wild. But you said something interesting about uh, it bringing me back to, to Nip. Uh, Nip, gang related, mm-hmm. grew up in the streets. But Nip, Nip is so intelligent. Mm-hmm. Super intelligent. And, and so when you bring that, that message that's around powerful. music, and that's. You're the most dangerous thing for right. America. Yo, somebody was telling me like way back in the day. Uh, they used to, I think the auto industry used to go to the pool halls and the and the, um, and the dice games and pick dudes from the pools hall and the dice games and make them fucking auto. They ended up auto CEOs and like you know oh, big big time dudes. Because right? they mind, they mind, they mind. Yeah, 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 they they can run that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, yo, you come over. And they was just doing yeah. the pool hall dice game thing just to survive. It was right. it was all numbers. All right, so let's do, let's do the last one. Um, and this this, this, this is the last is about, segment. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, so we back, and you said something that is very important to me, um, Happy, about what people are doing. And you don't have to jump up and down and show people what you're doing. No. We know um, it ain't just book club stuff you're doing. Um, you, uh, shout out to Principal Lopez, our sister, who um, we fight a lot. Uh, she's now fighting today. with Sister Lopez. Yeah, yeah. See, she, she have a couple of us under pressure all the time. It's all good. But we know you did something that's very impressive, man. Like, I grew up in Brownsville. I went to school right across the street from my hall bridges. Um, you went and came to Brownsville by yourself. No entourage. Dolo. Dolo. That's impressive, man. You got cats who from Brooklyn who ain't coming to Brownsville by themselves. You know what I'm saying? Not even in the movie. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, my thing is, man, if, if you ain't high side, man, just just roll. Just roll. Hey, you know, show love. Mm-hmm. Show love to show love to your people. Show love to in, any human being. Human being. Mm-hmm. And they ain't gonna they don't want nothing from you. Mm-hmm. And you came and you supported the kids. You supported through education. Because for me, um, we think money is our liberator. It's not really, that's not our liberator. I think black people have been making money forever. Mm-hmm. Um, we've always figured that out somehow. We don't have the generational wealth and we don't tro- control our ecosystems, but we know how to make money. Mm-hmm. Education is the, is the liberation for our freedom, the true. And you came to Mott Hall as an NBA player, and we, we mentor at Mott Hall as well as a couple other schools in Brownsville. Yo, these kids don't want to hear from the designers, the writers, the photographers, the lawyers, the coders. They want to hear from people like you. And you took out your time and went there for Dolo, spoke to the kids, walked the halls, helped with books, helped with education, and then kicked it with the students who were playing basketball. What was that experience like in, in comparison to Utah or Oklahoma? <laughs> um, I mean, just being in Brownsville, I, I didn't grow up that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew I always wanted somebody to just come back. Somebody got a name. Just come back. Just post up with us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's the only way. Mm. And, and not and not kick it to them on some trying to be flashy and mm-hmm. nothing like. But to actually kick it on some. No, you got you got to handle your business. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it's it's real out here. Yeah. And like they don't care. Yeah, they'll right. shoot you right in your back right, 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 right. and keep it pushing. Keep, keep so it like you got to take this, take, take this time to to really educate your mind, mm-hmm. and not only, and it doesn't stop when that bell rings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you go, you go home. You know, read a little bit. Read a bit. 
Put down that phone. <laughs> these, these the phone for something else. Yeah, like, yeah, as a tool, Not right? Just a you, know, you know, YouTube. Yeah. You can learn whatever off of YouTube. You can. You know, if if you want to do whatever industry you want to be in, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can do you it. You can do it. You have to believe, but you got to make that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids don't understand that because they want to. My shirt, my mm-hmm. brother does yeah. that shirt. Oh, your brother does that? For yeah. Out of uh, Oklahoma. Um, shout out James Billing. But they all want to. Instant. Mm-hmm. You can't have that. It, it doesn't work like that. Doesn't work like that. You gonna have detours. Mm-hmm. You gonna have all type of stuff. Yep. Um, can you can you touch on like a, uh, a detour? I mean, like instant gratification. Talk to me about like some sort of disruptive situation that lets you know, like, yo, this shit gonna take a little bit of time. Uh, Whether it be your NBA, your, you know, transition. I can imagine with yeah, sports. Sports yeah, a lot. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Uh, all the time. Uh, Injuries, you know that that comes. With, that's got the wrong leeches trying to get close. Impact was in, you know, was in a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, <laughs> I was just, in real life. I, you know, I, I had that happen in my life. Like, dang, just like that. Yeah, it can be gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If if you're not paying attention, it yeah. can be gone. Absolutely. Um, Injuries, like you said, going over to Turkey. Mm-hmm. That was a detour. Um, and, then, and you also have, you know, you are a commodity to rich people. Hundred percent. Commodity to regular fans, the ladies. Young, that, smart, that, that lifestyle. Was, that was definitely I mean, detour. tall. That whatever. Uh, and, and, and that's the thing that I'm glad you said because our young people, it's almost like they only they don't get to see the context of things. Mm-hmm. They only they see the what they don't see the why mm-hmm. or the how or the how, or the how. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you coming and doing that you know and I'm not knocking anyone but you know outside of a Carmelo I can't think of too many you know when I was growing up there was an art there was a basketball player named World B Free who was nice yeah. and he was from Brownsville he would come to Brownsville we had maybe Mike Tyson because he was there he would come mm-hmm. um, but you know after a certain bit people. When they get off the plantation, they go. Mm-hmm. Oh well, I gotta change that flip because I we got off the plantation. We're not coming back. I guess the the athletes who make it into that world of acceptance and validation, the entertainer, the lawyer, the doctor, they often don't come back. Mm-hmm. There's right. no reason to come back. The fact that you came back and you continue to come back shows that. Um, it's powerful narrative and it in the only way the community is gonna pulsate if those people who have those experiences Come back and they like you said kick it not preaching not you know Well, you could be like me right, right. Right. I mean, You know everybody get to be themselves right. um, I, I thought that was very powerful, but one of the most powerful things that you're doing is You have a business a hydroponic business. Yes, sir. You started in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir um when people first think of hydroponic, because we, we get, you know, these words go in our head, you think of, oh, marijuana. Recreation. No, hmm. recreation. Fun. It's nothing to do with that, everybody. No. Right? Do your homework. You have a hydroponic business that is focused on farming, eating healthy, and providing the proceeds, uh, the, the crops, as, as um, a base for delivering healthy food to the community. For sure. To underprivileged communities, to school children. Where did that start from? Really, with my mom. You know, yeah, she told me one of the, one of the stories um, about I don't know. She was young, mm-hmm. you know, and she would follow her mother out to the field because you know 
We whatever we grew is what we ate. Mm-hmm. Unless it was a go out there, you know, you mm-hmm. kill it, let's get yeah. it. And that's um, in Nigeria. And that's in Nigeria. And, and that's and funny because that's for black people. Phil's family's from Guyana. Your family's from, from the south. south. Mm-hmm. My family's from the south. Have your family yeah. from the south. My dad's parents. That's how they live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but you, your mother gave you a story on how to survive, mm-hmm. yeah. and you are now turning that into a communal. A hundred percent. Like um, mutated it, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, she she does it to this day. That's what she cooks with. You know, going overseas, living overseas, the food is fresher. Okay. It's a lot better mm. than it is here with everything being um, processed. Just like farm to table, oh, basically. Oh, man, yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah it's yeah. fresh over there, mm-hmm. fresher. Um, but just, just that connection. How is it hard to do it while you're... No, I mean, I, I've been able to, to, to get a partner who's um, who, who's running it, mm-hmm. um, but it's in a freight container. Okay. Uh, and, and we just, we push out, we push out greens, mm-hmm. leafy greens, let leafy me say greens. that, leafy greens. Um, it's for profit, but usually with every harvest, I'll give it away to maybe a homeless shelter mm-hmm. or after school program or, wow. or something like that. Um and just try, you know, try to change the narrative, man. Make it accept- accessible and affordable because everybody can't go to these, you know, yeah. these, these grocery spots and spend, mm-hmm. you know, these prices. And you kind of have to educate people as well as the importance of it, you know, because you, you got to be you, you got to know what you're putting in your body. Yeah. You can, you know, yeah. um, that that that's huge, especially in our in our community. Um, but that started, nah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a game. With mm-hmm. cats drinking tropical food. Straight yeah. Chinese story, 100%. And, and all this processed food. Mm-hmm. And even now in New York, um, you hit it on the head. People don't understand how the what you put in your body affects how your mind works. Right. Mm-hmm. Particularly in school. If you have a kid who's eating sugar all day or nothing all day and you bring him to school expecting him to be uh, or her to be aware and on point and engaged, that and and that's one of the reasons why I did it this past year, sometime um, early 2018. A picture came out of what these kids were eating. There was one plate that had meatloaf, mm-hmm. or orange, and milk. Oh, that was that. That was their lunch. (laughs) And you want them to come back to class and and be locked in. Right, right, right. They stomach all over the place. You should have saw the meatloaf. It was great. I'm sure it was. Growing up, where where I went to school, you know, we had salad bars. I didn't take advantage of it. I didn't understand the importance. Mm -hmm. But now I understand it because these kids don't even have that option. So now I want to be able to um, provide that for these inner city schools who don't get that. So, and, so the plan is to expand it outside of Oklahoma? Uh, 100%. 100%. Right now I'm working with, um, I have a partnership with Magic Johnson and his Sodexo branch. Mm-hmm. Um, so providing, you know, for schools or universities. Um, so, well, it, uh, yeah, it's, it, I'm, I'm going to make something happen. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make something nah, shake. You, you're doing it. You have our support with that. Like, Appreciate that. Owning it, marketing it, whatever you need. Um, and Magic is interesting character to me because Magic, um, you talk about adversity. And, hmm. and he, mm-hmm. he, yeah. he was in a sea of adversity right. from, from a personal standpoint, but... When you start thinking about athletes who have really transcended into the business world kind of effortlessly, successfully, he is you know, magic is sort a perfect of like example. Yeah. standard. Mm-hmm. You know, 100%. Um, that, that's a powerful thing. And, and I hope that 
have you noticed that some of your NBA uh, or other sports athletes have um, reached out to you regarding the business at all? Um, not, not, not really. I don't, I don't even pay attention you know to it. I don't, I, don't, I don't, you know, like, it is it's what it is. is. Right, this right. is what I want to do. Definitely. And I know this is going to change lives. So, I don't, you know, if, you, if you're down, okay, holler at me. If you're not, just keep you, just keep it pushing. You know what I mean? You you got your mom's in? Oh, yeah, my, you know, she, you know, she don't really do much now except for talk to God, you yeah. know. So, that's, <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I did. Yeah, know? he said so, that's what I did. So, so, if she want to pull up, yeah, she do whatever. Nah. Yeah, she. So, uh... Just wrapping up the NBA career. Not saying that that's what you're doing now, but I'm just saying, like, what's that next? Is that, how 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 does all that look for you? Now, you know, I want to be able to retire and move to a different country right. and, okay. and live for like a year or two, mm. um, just to detox, get away. God willing, I have kids. Mm-hmm. You know, show them something different. Um, what countries you have in mind? Um, so it, Istanbul. I'm Turkey. I mean, I'll probably have something there, but mm-hmm. pro- it'll, it'll be somewhere in Africa. Mm. I don't, I don't know where exactly yet. Um, but I'll, I'll have something there just so they can see it mm-hmm. and know, you know, this is where we from. Mm. At the end of the day, this is and this is what hard work. Provided. This is what hard work, and you know, I want, y- I want y'all to see. How tough it can be, man. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody is everybody doesn't have the opportunities you have. Nah, so don't take it for granted. Nah, don't. Uh, I, I've um, you know, I often for me, I, I would like to one day. I'd like to take a year off. Hell yeah. I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that, but I would like to do that because I think that reflection helps you process differently. All the you shit know? you've been mm-hmm. through, Correct. just like how resilient you really yeah, are. Yeah, it after helps it you all. figure yeah. things out. Um, yeah, this has been a powerful, um, I hope people Super are listening, you know what I'm saying, because, you know, you talk about, you know, it's funny, you go to, you teach these young kids and you ask what they want to do, everybody raise their hand, everybody want to play ball. Mm-hmm. The kid who's three foot five. <laughs> <laughs> with, with They've been tricked, they don't know no better. Um, everybody wants to do what they think they're supposed to do, it's weird, but I, I hope those of you who have been listening who are parents um, who have children, I hope the young people who are listening, you see that, you know, you, af- an athlete is just someone, is a tool. It's a person. It's a tool. Basketball, man, Spalding, yeah. Evolution Ball, whatever, bat- it's a tool. You can, education gives you a whole nother career. You can travel the world. You can change generations. Mm-hmm. Just with that basketball, it's a tool. Like everything we get is a tool. Money is a tool. Mm-hmm. Education is a tool. Your, your circle is a tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, your social media should be a tool and not <laughs> just to seek attention because yeah, right. that's fake. Mm-hmm. You know. How has how the community in Oklahoma and Utah responded to uh, the, this all great the shit y'all that you doing? Do yeah, beyond that transcend basketball. They appreciate it, but I don't. I don't a lot of stuff I don't bring up. I, I don't need y'all. You know, this is what I do. I don't, I don't need no awards. I don't need. Don't need, this is what we do. You are kind of guy. And, and, this is what we and, do. In my in my circle, listen. This this is how we, we move. call that not looking at the scoreboard, just putting in your work. Mm-hmm. That's why I tell my brother James, who does this. Just, hey, 
Do the work. Hashtag do the work. It's, God, God got us. Yeah. Period. That's your younger brother? He's older. Oh. Well, he's not my blood brother. He's my no, best friend. Same, 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 same. But just, hey, man, just do the work. Do the work. What does your name mean? Because I, I feel like some, some part so, of the I mean, is tied to it. Epe, so my whole name is Epidemic Friday Udo. Mm-hmm. And breaking it down and having talks with my mom, it was pretty much I'm the lion of the family. Wow. And you're carrying it. You know, you're carrying so it the right way. I'm, I'm grateful. Yes, sir. I, I'm, I'm grateful. Sure they are too. Hey, man, appreciate y'all, man. <laughs> Anybody trying to make you cry or nothing, but I'm just saying, brother, you got to spread it now. Now we're moving around. We're moving around Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? We're moving around. Where we going to Afropunk? Afropunk. Afropunk and, um... Some other shit. Party, some other yeah. stuff. <laughs> Active. You gonna be a lion in Brooklyn? Every everything. We know that you know the Brooklyn Brooklyn women are aggressive too. Like, yeah, I mean, I was talking to him on the way here. Man, this is a beautiful city, yeah. man. <laughs> this, you know, God God bless Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, but hey, I appreciate y'all for having no, me, man. Yeah. Appreciate um, mm-hmm. your support of, of the combine, man. And, and really, it, it checks us when we know there's some young cats who are on it, like y'all. And it's like, we can't drop the baton as a result of that. Yes, That's sir. very important. Um, so, you know, with that being said, you know, even I'm going to respect Phil a little bit more from this. this <laughs> show, man. I see oh, man. Phil, well, man, you getting your justice. Let, let's pray. Let's pray. <laughs> I think we just need to mark this moment down, burn the candle, so, save this uh, shit. Save it a bit. No, I appreciate you, bro. Well, yeah, yeah, indeed. And yo, Nadia Lopez. Shout out to Nadia. Yeah. All love. Yeah. We'll talk to you later. She talked funny on the, on the text right yeah, here. Yeah, she's talking real reckless. I know. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I appreciated that. You know what? When is the crop? Face for your face, London. Everybody in the house, make some noise. This is real life from long nights Niggas like me, I bounce back, it's alright Face for your face two times, you don't see no acting All they do is rhyme words Such typical rappers, that was defined by the struggle Metro phones, got pictures of my partners that died People like me cried, a whirlwind came from drugs and guns Used to call them cocaine numb Niggas kill a drive by the AK-47 Took them little kids' lives All these young niggas It's like a movie Putting dots on this shirt Talking about coochies Chains Please excuse me I rep bass world Nigga, please don't lose me Lil B Real complex rap Yeah Yeah, I just, uh Thank you connect the dots. All day. Real. Lil B. Hey, Knife, I'm, I'm gonna need you to drop this real fast. Yeah.
Hammer, rebel rouser, the other rebels that crowd around her. Two rebel levels are leveled up in the several thousands. Uh. Records house are like Africa, read the Jungle Brothers. This is for townships, backpackers, and seasoned lovers of music. No bees in love with the music. So leave the brother to use it, leave the public to new shit. See the puppets ain't do it. You keeping up with they viewing? You see the numbers they doing? We feeding us. The three of us. Plus nine. More than Kanye cuff, dykes are cuff mics. Hey. It's my nigga Fonte, face God, the above type. Come on. Above the boundaries of music, the counterculture groove it. Uh. The kind of combination got you puzzled, cuffing cooners. Hey. We do what we like, so hit the comment section. Do this for life. So what we got in common? Resurrection. I'm trying to bring everything back, man.